0: Welcome to episode 28 of Manager Mysteries and Mishaps, presented by Quantum Workplace. In this podcast, we explore meaningful and actionable insights to help you become a better manager. I'm Dr. Dan Harris, lead researcher here at Quantum Workplace. In this episode, I'll be conducting an interview about how to handle employee turnover. Leaving an organization is never fun. In fact, I'd say it tends to be more awkward than anything. Whether it's voluntary turnover like resigning or retiring, or involuntary turnover through an individual firing or a large layoff, most people don't know how to handle those situations very well, especially managers. But it doesn't have to be that way. In episode 12, I reviewed some common reasons for turnover, how turnover data should be handled, and even how best to handle firing employees. Well, you can think of this episode as an extension of that one. This time around, I interviewed Michael Foss, Chief Human Resources Officer at Neovia Logistics. Michael talks about a variety of topics related to employee turnover, such as what managers should do when employees resign, how managers should handle situations when an employee is fired, and also how managers can navigate the potential negative impact of turnover on their teams. Turnover always happens, it's kind of a fact of organizational life. One overarching topic is how people, managers can best handle turnover in their teams. That is a huge topic though, so I'm gonna break it up a bit. We'll start with facilitating exits, the people who are leaving. And so for my first question, let's say it's voluntary turnover. So an employee just left or put in their two week notice, what should or could the manager do?
1: There's a couple different approaches. That they need to be considered in that. So one, it's what is the individual employee who has tendered the resignation? Um, what were some of the drivers behind that? And as a manager, it's important to get that context, even if it's um, sort of unactionable or at no fault of the organization or manager, it's still good context mm-hmm. to understand, especially as managers think about um, how do they make themselves be more effective coaches to their teams, um, understanding what are some of the Drivers and priorities that individuals look at when they evaluate their career growth, I think, is an important um, data point to continue to gather as a leader. The other component, though, which is potentially even more critical, is the teammates who are staying, the retained part of the team, will be watching the way the manager reacts and and deals with that resignation process. And if that manager uh, reacts negatively, um, it, you know, that, that's a really interesting signal for employees when they evaluate the health of the relationship they have with their manager, and it can erode a lot of trust, which may beget further turnover. Instead, you know, the, the more graceful and grateful approach to the employee's time with the organization, uh, celebrating the successes they had and the impact they had made, um, I think will make teams overall feel more confident about their experience with the organization and, um, and also build further trust with the manager Because ultimately, as a manager, what we need to understand is that employees are going to leave. It's just sort of a a fact of employment. Uh, One way or another, an employee is going to leave over time. And so as a manager, what you need to be able to do is continue, or sort of a business continuity perspective, you need to be able to continue the delivery of the outcomes that you're responsible for uh, amid disruptions in your team. And the more notice you have of pending disruption, uh, the more effectively you can plan as a leader. And so in order to get that type of dialogue with your team, you have to have a high degree of trust. And the resignation, which is how we started this question, that resignation is a good litmus test for the rest of your team to understand how much can they trust you as a leader.
0: And so let's change that story a
1: bit to make it about involuntary
0: turnover. So fire an employee. How should or could managers approach those situations?
1: Yeah, those are... um, Tend to be uh, tremendously more difficult, right? What I've what I've observed is, well, I mean, there's two types of involuntary termination. There's the performance based, and at that point, it's not really a um, a question in the team's mind on whether or not that individual was performing adequately. Typically, the team feels the pain of that low performance before the manager even does because. Uh, the team is having to sort of make up for a lower level of performance. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, if it's handled with grace and, and, a degree of gratefulness, I think the leader can position themselves well to be trusted and, and the team will, uh, I think respect that they're managing the performance of the team. And ultimately it's a, it's a healthier type of team environment when they do so. The other is the surprise involuntary resignation. So an employee makes a mistake that really can't be overcome, and, and they need to be exited quickly. In those cases, the rumor mill tends to take over really quickly, and uh, there's a lot of complication on what is a manager allowed to say and not say in those circumstances. And in that case, I think relying on counsel from from your HR team uh, is, is really important, and use them as partners and coaches and helping you understand, like, how do you and state, rebuild that trust of your team, especially if your team saw that as a surprise. Um, So, what managers should really think about is that they're not alone. There's typically a support infrastructure uh, to help them be successful in those difficult situations.
0: And you mentioned that oftentimes the team feels the pain when it's performance-based issues before the manager is aware of that. I'm curious, what could managers do to gain insight into that sooner? So it's not kind of waiting too long or that they've waited so long it might've actually hurt the team's performance.
1: Right, Um, that's another, you're asking a lot of tricky questions. (laughs) I mean, you certainly don't wanna encourage um, team members to be talking negatively about each other. That's not a healthy Mm -hmm. environment at all. So uh, you gotta be really careful about how you're asking for feedback um, among peers. But, you know, a highly engaged manager who is having frequent one-on-ones, who's having frequent team meetings, who has more regular milestones and check-ins and project work, uh, these things can start to become leading indicators of when there's um, some risk. And, and ultimately, what the real value of that is, is allows the manager to intervene sooner <clears throat> so that performance doesn't really become an issue. Mm. And if if the performance continues to degrade, it's, it's likely another something else. And it's not that the manager can always, uh, fix that. Mm -hmm. Um, but figuring that out sooner than better, to your point, I I think is, is really what we want to be able to accomplish.
0: One thing you mentioned was kind of parting with gratefulness and grace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you go a little bit more in depth into each of those, how a manager could whether it be voluntary or involuntary turnover, kind of bring out both of those during the exit process?
1: Yeah, so I, I actually had a, a teammate resign fairly recently. Hmm. And uh, he was he was concerned about, about coming to me about it. And part of the reason was he, he saw me as um, a, a mentor in his life and he was afraid he was going to disappoint me. And so then when we started to have that honest dialogue, um, my feedback to him was, you know, this place is not your end destination. Like this was never the end game. The end game for you is gonna be much larger. It's gonna be much bigger. And I'm glad that we got to be a part of that journey. And it doesn't mean that you are my relationship ends, right? It just means that uh, you have had an opportunity to grow beyond what this company can offer you. And um, now that that equation has become a little bit lopsided you've made a, a healthy decision for your own development. And, and I applaud that, that's, that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, if I'm able to sustain that trust with the individual, I can still call him and tap into his expertise mm-hmm. and his knowledge, and, and 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 use his brain from time to time. Like those those things don't go away. If uh, me as a manager am able to, you know, be graceful and and, and grateful for the the effort and, and impact that this individual made um, with the time that they spent uh, with my team, and then. Um, there's no reason why I should be secretive about that. The, that story that I told the individual one-on-one, I replicated that exact same story in a team meeting. And and the individual was there as well, and they were able to cooperate that that was the conversation we had. And, and it became more of a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know a lot of companies really struggle with, like, should you have a party and cake for someone who's leaving? Yeah. And, and like, you know, that's there's an opinion, and I'm not going to take a stand on that, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like, companies come and go, at least in the United States, we don't offer lifetime employment. That means their employees need to look at their careers and their their interaction with the company is sort of a, a zero-sum game. So as, as long as, you know, me, Michael, as long as I'm getting 51% of the value and then my company is getting 49% of the value, that means, like, this is a good situation for me, right? Like... And that value can look like a lot of things. It can look like pay, it can look like development, it could look like um, prestige or whatever it is, the things that I take intrinsic reward with. As long as that equation, in my point of view, is weighted in my favor, uh, that's great. And sometimes companies come in and they offer a little bit of disruption into that equation and then it's, it's on the employee to, to evaluate that. And then as long as there's a, you know, a healthy team environment, you know, a good manager should be objective in that conversation, and so in this uh, resignation process, you know, we we created a plan. There was a, there was a runway in which the exit was not highly disruptive to the team. We we had a plan in place so the processes continued. Our stakeholders never really noticed a disruption, other than they had to email someone differently, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. And and that's I mean that's the that's the ultimate thing. So now. You know, two things have happened. One, my stakeholders uh, have not experienced any unnecessary pain in the disruption of my team, so that's great. And two, the individual has gone off and continued to grow in their career, and you know, and now sees this was a positive moment in their career and professional life.
0: How can managers navigate negative team impacts that are brought by turnover, whether it be increased workload? Mm-hmm different communication channels or even things Mm. like negative emotions
1: yeah there's a few things there so uh, increased workload i I think i think just part of the economic model we work Mm. in there's always going to be increasing workload and that goes back to my equation thing right so if the if the workload outpaces the the value that the employee is getting out of the relationship with the company uh, that equation may tip where the employee is not getting that 51 percent, so to speak and that could lead to turn over and, and the employee may be frustrated in that process, which I think is kind of what you're hinting at with some of the, the risk of negativity.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I, I'm not gonna pretend I have a solution for that. I think we are in a time and age where there's always going to be the expectation to do more with less. And I think it's a challenge for, for managers to, to create some sort of balance with their stakeholders, with their resource requirements, and their demands on their team, and I don't think that balance is always gotten right. Hmm. And and I think that's part of you know managers are employees too. Managers are developing too. Um, you know whether or not uh, you think of yourself as an expert in, in any aspect of your work, you're still growing just through the experience over over time. So that's a really long way of saying, you know, get the feedback as to what was the motivation of leaving and, you know, and hopefully it's genuine feedback and it uh, doesn't mean you're going to be able to take action on it all the time, but uh, that information is valuable.
0: Do you see any trends in turnover in literally any capacity, whether it be about frequency, technology, how they're handled, whatever the case may be? that you're interested in or excited about over the next couple of years,
1: five years? Interesting question. I mean, my my mind goes into where all the, the articles are around automation, AI, robotics. To be honest, it never really concerned me. And I don't know if that's naive or not. Hmm. Uh, what, that people would
0: be automated out of their jobs? Yeah, like
1: I, I think, sure, but I also think there's continual pressure to deliver more and more, mm. and so it's not necessarily that people are automating other jobs. Jobs may be automated, uh, but it's imperative around employees to continue to grow. Mm. And if an employee refuses to grow, that creates real risk of becoming redundant. But as long as employees have a growth mindset to match, you know the economic expectation on the company, the hope and, and desire is that they are able to continue to grow and be productive. Uh, and, and also um, gain value from their experience and their roles. Uh, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why I I don't really buy all the the concern around the impact to turnover when it comes to automation or robotics and AI, uh, because all these things require humans to be uh, a partner in the process no matter what. It's just that the roles will continue to evolve. Um, I mean, 10 years ago, like, consulting uh, with some of the, Fortune 10 companies in the world, um, they would call us up and, and ask questions about like, well, how, like, how do I curb turnover? How do I curb attrition? It's, it's a real problem. Um, and that was my aha moment. And I, I quoted Ben Franklin, which is, you know, there's only two things certain in this world, death and taxes. I'd say there's only one thing certain in employment and that's employees will leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one way or another, they are gonna leave. And so then your job as a manager is is less about retention of the employee and more about retention of the capability. And so then if you start to look at it as, how do I as a a leader of a scope of work at this company build a sustainable, scalable model so that no matter what disruptions come our way, be it employee turnover or other externalities, um, I am able to deliver consistently on the outcomes that allow this organization to be successful that is your job and and yes like we rely heavily on our teams to do that but but you know as leaders we should be thinking carefully about do I always need the employee to be a button seat to do that uh, you know we're we're in an interesting time where um, you know we, we talked a moment ago about automation AI robotics um, there's the gig economy where you know people are just taking jobs for Moments at a time. There's whole fields of study around um, these different alternative workforce models. I mean, the tool set available to managers is richer than it's ever been before in order to sustain that capability over time. Uh, you know, I think a lot of managers are, are technical experts in their respective fields and aren't necessarily versed with how to use these tools. And that's where the partnership of really strong um, organizational or HR type of capability, it becomes a, a critical enabler of that objective of sustaining uh, the, the delivery and capability of any organization to create those outcomes. Uh, but that's that to me is the the actual challenge. It's not how do I retain my employees, it's it's how do I retain that capability. And then going back to even the beginning of our conversation, uh, when employees do leave, be grateful and graceful, because if too many employees leave too quickly, and you don't have the right mechanisms in place, you're gonna you're gonna be at serious risk and to be able to deliver um, in your scope of work. And ultimately, as a leader, the company has entrusted you as a steward of a tremendous amount of resources. You know, we can look at it from an HR perspective and say, you know, people are special snowflakes, and I need to be kind and all these wonderful things. It's like, yes, yes, yes. but companies are cold-hearted, you Mm -hmm. know, number machines. Uh, And so you've been trusted with X millions of dollars of resources, and there is an expected return on those resources that you as a leader are, um, that's your job.
0: I want to recap and emphasize two points that Michael made throughout the interview. First is the graceful and grateful approach to handling turnover as a manager. I just really like that idea. Celebrate the successes and impact of individuals when they're resigning, and approach situations that involve firing employees with grace. This not only shows your maturity as a leader, but also signals to your remaining team members that you can be trusted and respected. Second, near the end of the interview, Michael made a really awesome point about the transactional nature of being a manager. Your job as a manager is less about retaining employees and more about retaining capabilities. Likewise, organizations expect a return on value based on the resources you're responsible for as a manager. These statements may initially seem a bit cold and distant, not warm and fuzzy. The thing is, though, that's reality. Your fundamental priority as a manager is to constantly assess the value of your team's capabilities, ensuring that you manage and utilize those capabilities as best you can. When a team member is consistently creating conflict, not performing well, disengaging, etc., that's a signal for you as a manager to determine whether turnover is the most appropriate response to take for the sake of your team's capabilities. And that's it for this episode. Join me next time on Manager Mysteries and Mishaps, where I'll conduct an interview about managing remote employees. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and share with your fellow manager. For more resources to transform the way you manage, check out quantumworkplace.com. Thanks for listening.